chance to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Boy, well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Yes, you are. Hey. All I do is read about the Breakfast Club. Really? Every morning. That's good. You guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on the Breakfast Club today? Get, get your ass off. Good morning, USA. Hey. Good morning. Hey, ye. You can't. You're cutting in and out, ye. Damn it, hey, man. Well, guess day. what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? That's right, it's Wednesday. And what's up? Good morning, Toronto. So here on the East Coast, New York, New Jersey, we were hit pretty bad uh, yesterday with uh, the hurricane or it turned into a tropical storm. Uh, I have no power in my house right now. I have a, a generator just taking care of the fridges to make sure the food stays okay, but there is no power, so I have no Wi-Fi, so I'm actually at my office. I had to ship, move everything to the office and uh, do everything from my office this morning. Uh, Charlemagne, yeah. I don't know what happened with him. I thought he had Wi-Fi. Yee, how you holding up? Yeah. Hello? Oh, testing. Can you yeah, you're going in and out. I know Yee said she had problems last night with a Wi-Fi, so how are we going to try to make this happen today? Um, how are you holding up? How are you guys out there? The tropical storm affects you? You have power? They said over a million people in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area have no power. How are you guys holding up out there? I would throw it to Yee and say what's going on in front page news, but I don't think he's uh, there. Yee, you there? No, she is not. But all right, got a lot to talk about today. Master P will be joining us this morning. We're going to kick it with Master P. Of course, he has the No Limit Chronicles that's on BET. The first two episodes uh, were released last week, so the next two are tonight. I'm excited about that. I'm really loving the Master P. Just learning more about Master P. Me being from the East Coast, New York, New Jersey area, we knew about Master P, but we didn't necessarily know how he got into the game. We know about it, about it. We know the ice cream man. We know make him say, um, we know the tank, but... I wasn't, I didn't know how he got into the game. I didn't know all the steps that he made and, and why he was one of the first artists to get a deal where he kept 80 and the label kept 20. So he breaks all that down, which is amazing. I can didn't you know that. Yes, I can hear you now. Is that better? Am I still cutting in and out? No, way better, way better. I was talking about Master P and, you know, he'll even say it today when, when we talk to him that, you know, he didn't know a lot. So instead of just acting like he knew, he asked for advice. Like, he reached out to Michael Jackson's attorney, paid him just to get advice. So we'll talk to Master P in a little bit. And then we got front page New Year's. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about Donald Trump and this interview that he did with Jonathan Swan. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne is having some technical difficulties. But let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Technical difficulties before I... I just yeah, Yee's having sure. technical difficulties now. Are you good now? I think, I think so. I'm, I can't hear. 
Yeah, you're cutting in and out. So let's get to the let's get to the Trump audio. So yesterday Trump did an interview with Jonathan Swan and he talked about having coronavirus <laughs> under control. And so when they hear you say everything's under control, don't worry about wearing masks. I mean, these are people, many of them are older people, well, what's Mr. President. What's your definition of control? Under the it's giving them a false sense right of security. Now, I think it's under control. I'll tell you what. How? A thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's true. And you ha it is what it is. But that doesn't mean we aren't doing everything we can. It's under control as much as you can control it. You really think this is as much as we can control? Uh, well, a thousand I'll deaths you, a day? Like yeah. Under control my ass. There's no control. Like... The cases are rising. They're shutting more and more places down. What are you talking about under control? Yeah, you back? No. All right, now he also, uh, he pulls out evidence that says he can prove that numbers are going down. Right here, we're lower than the world. Lower than we're the lower world? lower than what is that? Europe. Oh, you're doing death as a proportion of cases. I'm talking about death as a proportion of population. You can't do that. You have, Why to, go, can't I do that? You have to go by the cases. Well, you look it's at going death. Up. Death is way down from where it was. It's, it's a thousand death. a day. It was two and a half thousand. It went down to 500. Now it's going up death. again. Where it was is much higher than where it is right now. It went down and it went spiked, up again. But now it's going down again. It's, it's going, going down in Arizona. It's going down in Florida. Nationally, it's, it's going, going down in Texas. It's going down in Florida? Yeah, it's going. It leveled out and it's going down. That's my report as of yesterday. Well, I want to know where Trump gets these these facts from, these numbers from. I want to know that. Them up. So I could tell these restaurants here, hey, numbers are going down. Can you open back up? Can I go get a, a nice meal in a restaurant, you know, so people can get back to work? I wonder where he's getting these numbers back. Welcome back, E. Hey, am I okay now? You're good now. All right, now Donald Trump also still has a grudge against Congressman John Lewis, and you know he didn't go to his funeral. And when asked about him and his legacy, here's what he said. How do you think history will remember John Lewis? I don't know. I don't know John Lewis. Uh, he chose not to come to my uh, uh, inauguration. Do you find him impressive? I can't say one way or the other. I find a lot of people impressive. I find many people not impressive. But again, nobody has done more right. for but, but back black to Americans than I have. I understand. He should have come. But I think he made a big mistake. But, 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 but taking come. your relationship with him out of it, do you find his story impressive, what he's done for this country? He was a person that devoted a lot of energy and a lot of heart to civil rights. But there were many others also. Damn. Oh my he's gosh. so petty. You couldn't just say, yes, he was a good brother. Yeah, we didn't get along. We didn't like each other, but I respect everything that he's done. Like, Trump is petty, man. All right, now we also talked about systemic racism and police brutality. I can already tell you this question didn't go well. Do you believe that many police treat black people differently from white people? Well, I hope not. What does systemic racism <laughs> mean to you? I hope the answer to that question is no. Do I, does anybody really answer that question accurately? But what does about not really hope? Know? What about analysis? What's your cold hearted uh, I have view seen of it? where there is a difference and I don't want there to be a difference. But why do you think black men are two and a half times more likely to be killed by police than white uh, men? That I don't know, but uh, why? I don't, why do you I don't like it. And what do you do about it then? Well, I think we've already done a lot but of things. But you haven't, it let still me, exists. Let me just tell you. No, no, I, I understand your achievements. I know what you're going to say. He also said, I do know this, police have killed many white people also. That was his response. And, you know, Donald Trump usually will tweet out interviews that he's done and sit down so people can go and say this one. He's been quiet. My goodness. All right. Well, that is your front page news and that is your president. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible morning. Maybe your power went out. 
Or maybe your power went out, your Wi-Fi is out, and a bird flew in your house. Yeah, yeah yesterday a bird flew in my crib. That sounds like a good luck. No, they actually said it's bad luck, but um, I couldn't get the so bird how you out. Look at, so how you look at it? <laughs> it's only how you look at it. I looked at it as good luck, but I could not get the bird out. I was trying to talk to the bird. I was trying to do everything possible. My whole family ran. The only one that stayed with me was my three-year-old. She was the one that just thought the bird was the, the cutest little thing. Everybody else was out, like gone. But I finally got it out after an hour. But get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Uh, I'm saying Anonymous today. What's up, Anonymous? Uh -oh. Get it off your chest, bro. Uh, yeah, no, nah, uh, I'm calling because me and my wife, we're having problems. You know, we've been having problems for a while. And kind of what boiled it over was because yesterday she said she was going out to get some coffee. And then she went out to get coffee, didn't come back with any coffee. And then when I went to go out to for work, she switched the subject to, oh, well, our son needs uh, baby food, and you took all the money. And, well, why didn't you tell me that he needed food before you went to go get yourself coffee? And now I'm a bad person because you didn't bring that up to me. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm frustrated about that, you know. So I don't know if I found wrong for not, you know, being as active and paying as much attention as I could have. Or if we're both wrong for, you know, her going out to get herself coffee versus getting him his food when, you know, she was already out and she didn't get the coffee in the first place. But then it sounds like an ask-you question. Yeah, it sounds like a uh, miscommunication and something that maybe other things are happening that made this it's actually blow out, of purport, blow out of proportion. Yeah, that's true. It is an ask-you question, but yeah, no, I said I just have to get that off my chest because I'm frustrated about it. You know, right now, but I don't want to mess up. You know, you know the floor of you guys' show, but you know, have a good no, show. No, it's fine. This is for you to get things off your chest. It's fine. It's no problem. A yeah. little bit of We're a Debbie Downer, but it seems like there's a, yeah. a a bigger issue and a bigger problem that you need to find out what that is. I mean, the fact that she went to get coffee, there's something bigger than that. She could have drank the coffee on the way yeah. back too, bro. But there's something bigger than that, and you need to get down to the bottom of it because you don't want her to go get called get a black coffee, but then she's really going to get some black penis. You know what I mean? So you need to figure that wow. out ASAP. Ooh, that took yeah, a left. Yeah, yeah. I'm just telling yeah, just let him know. You better figure that out. All right, brother. Yeah. You just better figure it out. Hello, who's this? This is Dennis. How you hey, doing, Dennis? Good morning, sir. How you doing this morning, brother? How's everybody? Everybody's pretty good. How Everybody your way. That's good. Okay. <laughs> What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. How you doing, Angeli? I just had power outage yesterday for a couple hours, I guess. Uh, and as a matter of fact, it went out twice. But uh, now, thank God, it's back to normal. What were you doing during the power outage? I was, as a matter of fact, listening to the radio. Okay, so the radio was still fine. I was uh, had to shift it, uh, change it to the batteries. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, other than that, um, it was, uh, I guess, a couple hours that I was out. Were you, by, your, were you by yourself or were you booed up? Uh, no, I was by myself. Oh. All right. Well, okay. thank you for having us on. We'll be your boo for today, so all right? You guys are the best. Thank you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Sam. How you doing? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Oh, man, I'm just trying to get off my chest. Right now, I've been trying to put myself out there, do a little bit more work, entrepreneurship, but COVID-19 has got me at home. I'm in Florida. Um, I listen to The Breakfast Club every morning. I'm listening to it right now, as a matter of fact. But um, this is crazy. Man. I've always thought I've never been able to get through, so it's nice to... How you doing, Envy? How you doing, uh, Angela Yee? What's up, bro? Good morning. How are you? Yeah, but you just keep I'm keep it up with your entrepreneurship, man. It's going it's gonna cake off. You just keep playing, and now is the time. I mean, you ain't got nothing but time because we all stuck at the crib. So, what are you what are you doing entrepreneurship wise? What, what what are you doing? Uh, well, I used to I used to do door to door sales. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, but uh, I've now been actually realizing like I was actually kind of good at it. So now I've been trying to do things like real estate because I might as well sell things that might make me more money. So there you go. Uh, and right now I'm already working like with a mortgage company. I've been there for a while, so. Yeah, man, it's just been hard okay. to kind of get my name out there. It's been hard to just kind of, like, kind of advertise myself, I guess, in a way. You better do it now. What's your, tell people where they can find you. Uh, it's 2 can Sam underscore and number two. So number 2 can Sam and underscore. All right. Thank you, brother. See what he's nice up to. Yeah, I hope you all have a good night. You too. Good. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a good day, but all right. Hello, who's this? Hey, Hello? my name is Queen. I'm calling from Cali. Hey, Queen from Cali. Get it off your chest. Oh my goodness, CJ Envy, I'm so excited to talk to you, number one. Um, I'm up at like 3.30 in the morning because I'm stressing. Um, I just got a notification from my employer that um, during coronavirus, they're number one letting me go. Um, I'm a breast cancer survivor and I'm currently in breast cancer treatment. And um, I requested from my employer to allow me time off complete my treatment during coronavirus so that I could be home with my son, complete my breast cancer treatment. My doctor took me off on disability. My employer informed me no, that my request was not um, reasonable and they fired me and they um, wow. are, I'm a property manager and I live on site. So they're asking me to move within seven days. Oh my I goodness. Do. I don't know what wow. to do. I'm, I'm, I have chemo. I have a five-year-old boy and I'm mad as hell. And I feel like I'm being discriminated against and they don't care. They just don't care. They want me to leave. What city are you in? She's in California. I'm in California. I'm in Cali. Yeah, I'm in Southern California in the Palm Springs area. And I I don't want to say my real name. I have a very recognizable name, but I'm going Mm -hmm. through hell. It sounds like you need to get your story out there though. Seems, yeah, it seems like you need to get an attorney. Did you speak to an attorney yet? No, you guys are the first ones that I called. I I, I just found out today. I just got the letter um, like maybe seven hours ago, and I'm shaking. And I said, I got to call my cousin in New York and see what y'all got to tell me. The first thing I would do is I would get an attorney and talk to an attorney and see what my next step should be. Definitely file for unemployment so you can get some money coming in to make sure you take care of your baby and make sure you take care of your hospital yeah. bills. Uh, those are the first two steps I would do to make sure that my, my uh, I'm covered. I want a black attorney. I want somebody who cares. I want, uh, you know, and I've been trying to Google, like, black female attorneys. I want somebody to know what I'm, my, you know, that the discrimination is real. I don't want to just talk to anybody who doesn't care. Is there somebody you can get a reference from, a friend, a family member, an attorney who they used? 
Um, I don't know any legal references. I have a lot of, you know, my medical references. My doctors are willing to make statements for me legally. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking I should go to, like, you know, local news outlets and journalists like yourself. Yeah, I do. And just, you should I do, do absolutely do all that. You should absolutely do all that. Company, a huge company. They have properties all over What's California. What's the company? And they're, oh, my God. AWI management. AWI management. Now, AWI management, if you're listening right now, or somebody that works for AWI management, uh, this young lady is has been working. How long have you been working there, ma'am? I worked there a very short time, and, and that's the problem. I only worked there for a couple of months, and when they mm -hmm. found out that I had breast cancer and I had to go through treatment, um, they started to really make it hard for me to work there. And my doctor said, you know what? Um, well, five of my residents reported positive for coronavirus. I got tested and was negative, and my doctor said you can't be in that environment. Right. You well, you are, should definitely you, you know, should definitely find an attorney. Yeah. And if they in fact fired you because they didn't want you because you were going to miss work to take for for treatment, yes, you have a case. Yeah. And I would definitely talk to an attorney and have an attorney write a letter. Sometimes just writing a letter. Just, just solves the issue because they don't want the problems, they don't want the, the court dates, and maybe they can settle yeah. something out. But I would definitely find an attorney. And like I said, if they fired you because you were, because you had to take off time for treatment, that is discrimination, and you and you have a case. So I would definitely reach out to an attorney. Can I change my email if anybody is listening and they can provide some information on attorneys in California? Sure. That are willing to take my case. Um, sure. You you hold. You know what? Hold, hold hold on right now. We'll get your information on the side, and if anybody reaches out Thanks, to us, we'll guys. definitely give me your information. Okay. Take care. Thank you. All right. You hold on. All right. Okay. Man, that's hard. These are tough times, and you know, just for her to have had a job, and then for them to treat her like that, even though she's having her own personal uh, yeah. struggles that she has to go through, that's only, heartless. The only problem is, is you just gotta prove the reason that they let you go. You know what I mean? Because they could say, "Yeah, we let you go because we're not making any money. We're furloughed." You know, nobody's ever gonna say, "Hey, I let you go because of you're taking time off." Well, for she has she has cancer, statements you know? from the if she has statements from the doctors that she yeah. works with that she's been doing a, a great job, then I yeah, don't know. That's what I say. Get an attorney. Let a, let an attorney fight that one out for you, and and you know, and, and go unemployment. Get your money. Make, to make sure you take care of yourself at first, and then. Hopefully everything falls into place. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and let's switch to something positive, and we'll talk about a new school that is launching courtesy of Rock Nation. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Zoe Zeldana. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. on The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Zoe Saldana has issued an apology for portraying Nina Simone in the biopic Nina that came out in 2016. If you guys remember when she was casted, it became a huge deal in Hollywood. It became a whole issue about color. They had to darken her skin in the posters for the movie. They also made her nose look wider. Here is what Zoe Saldana has to say now in 2020. I should have never played Nina. I should have done everything in my power to cast a black woman. I thought back then that I, 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 had, I had the permission because I was a black woman. And I am, but it was Nina Simone. And Nina had a life that should have been, and it should be honored, 
to the most specific detail because she was a specifically detailed individual. And but that said, so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry because I love her music. Yeah, as a now black woman, on, what, what is, what's, your, what's your opinion on that, eh? I think for Nina Simone, the problem was that uh, her, a lot of her story is tied into being young, gifted, and black, and mm -hmm. songs that she has about the color of her skin and the issues that she had with differing uh, skin tones and how people perceived her. And she was very, I think... Um, her stance was just known. That was part of her story. Right. And so in Hollywood, I think, is also this whole thing of, quote, the brown paper bag test and people of lighter skin getting more opportunities. So this was an, would have been a great time for a woman to get that opportunity. And also Zoe Saldana is, she's Afro-Latina, and a lot of people thought it should have been a black a American black playing, okay. playing that role. Yes. Okay. And so there's a lot of nuance to it, and... Zoe Saldana at the time did defend it and say that there's no one way to be black and she's raising black men and if she hadn't done it, uh, she, the script would be lying around. She sh didn't want to pass on it again. And she was very defensive over her decision mm -hmm. to play the role. I don't think it was necessarily her fault. She had an opportunity and, and took it. I think the casting director should have took that more into consideration. Gotcha. But, you know, she's admitting she, and she wants she feels like the movie should now be made and it should be made in the right way. So I can always feel that when somebody has a change of heart and can express that and say that they were wrong, I never have a problem with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And speaking of which, Ryan Reynolds has apologized for marrying his wife, Blake Lively, on a slave plantation. He said it's something that we'll always be deeply and unreservedly sorry for. He said that they had no idea the venue was a slave plantation before the wedding. He said it's impossible to reconcile. What we saw at the time was a wedding venue on Pinterest. What we saw after was a place built upon devastating tragedy. Years ago, we got married again at home, but shame works in weird ways. He said a giant mistake like that can either cause you to shut down or it can reframe things and move you into action. It doesn't mean you won't F up again, but repatterning and challenging lifelong social conditioning is a job that doesn't end. Yeah, you know, some, sometimes, you know, people apologize to, just to apologize. He didn't know what it was. He just seen a place and rented it out. How many times do we always do that? You know, you, you, you see a hall or a venue and you rent it out. Then when you find out later on, you'll be like, oh, damn, I didn't know. Like, I, I, don't, I don't look at him anyway for well, doing that. But I am sure he looked at the website before the wedding, and on the website it says there's nine historic slave cabins on the property where people can learn how black Americans worked and lived, as well as the struggles that were faced. So I'm sure at some point... If he knew point, that, then that's foul. But if he didn't know and he honestly just booked, realized, booked the place, then that's something different. But if he knew and read all of that and still did it, yeah, F him. But, you know, back in May, they announced they donated $200,000 to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and... Mm -hmm. They talk about systemic racism. It's a time to reflect on decisions that you're making on yourself. And I don't know about the backlash that he got from that because sometimes people do things because they get backlash. But maybe right. if you truly understand it, it's just a lot going on. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, now let's talk about Jay-Z and Rock Nation. They have launched a school of music with Long Island University in Brooklyn. And so that's a partnership between Rock Nation and they're going to be doing this Rock Nation School of Music, Sports, and Entertainment. They'll start taking applications this fall for the fall 2021 semester. And 25% of the incoming freshman class based out of New York will receive full rides with Rock Nation Hope Scholarships. 
I think that's dope. And I, I, and I think that's part of, of what our Master P was saying in his documentary and in, in the Chronicles of No Limit is we got to start teaching our own. So hopefully our own to get the gems and our own to get the knowledge. So the fact that he's creating a school and breaking it down with music and sports management and all that, I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. I wish I wish I had an option to take some of those classes when I was in college. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about in Aurora, Colorado. Police have apologized to a family. They drew guns on a woman and her four ch four children that were in the car. Two of them were hers, two of them were her nieces. And we'll tell you what happened. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's start in Beirut. They awoke this morning to devastation. There were two huge explosions in their port, and at least 100 people were killed and nearly 4,000 injured so far. The prime minister of Lebanon has appealed to all countries and friends of Lebanon to extend help to the nation. He said, we are witnessing a real catastrophe, and the cause of the explosion was 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate. That is an industrial chemical used in fertilizer and as a component in mining explosives. It is a national day of mourning for the victims of the explosion. They are still searching for victims mm. who are trapped under the rubble. And residents are trying to find their loved ones. People are sharing pictures. Uh, they are saying the damage is going to be pretty bad. Uh, billions of dollars worth of damage in Lebanon. Goodness gracious. All right, so governments worldwide have offered support, including the U.K., France, Australia, U.S., Canada, and Israel so far. Goodness gracious. Well, I definitely pray for everybody out in Beirut. All right, and in Aurora, Colorado, police have issued an apology. They drew guns on a woman, and she had four minors in the car with her. They mistook her car for one that had been stolen. Uh, Brittany Gilliam, a black woman, she was with her six-year-old daughter, 12-year-old sister, and 14- and 17-year-old nieces. That's when, on Sunday when police drew their weapons on them. Uh, Gilliam said that she, her sister, and 17-year-old niece were handcuffed while police verified that the car was not stolen. On a Facebook video, the children are on the ground in the parking lot surrounded by police. They're crying in the video. Onlookers are trying to ask what's going on. They're trying to intervene about police pulling their guns on the girls, and all of them are black. And according to now what they're saying in Aurora, the police are saying that they were told her vehicle was stolen. She told them that her vehicle was stolen back in February, but it was cleared up. And she offered to show them the vehicle registration, insurance, paperwork. The problem was that the number of the license plate they were looking for matched it, but it was a different state of a vehicle that was stolen. So I guess what their protocol is, if it's a stolen car, the way that they approach you is with their guns drawn. Right. Which is understandable. I mean, because if somebody stole, stole a car, they don't know what's happening. But, I mean, the police got it wrong. I mean, they had the wrong state. And they have to start double-checking and triple-checking to make sure they find the right person or the right information. Because, I mean, just think about the trauma that those kids are going to have for the rest of their lives. They're in their car with their mom, and all of a sudden they see cops walking up to the car with their guns drawn. Like, that's going to yeah. be all types of trauma. All right. And uh, Gilliam said that, she was like, if you wanted to place me in handcuffs at that point, I would have gladly agreed to that because you had a job to do and you did it right, right under the right protocol. But you pointed a gun at four kids and Absolutely. then you proceeded to start handcuffing the kids. That's what the problem 
you know, was and has been. And uh, according to the police department, they said we have been training our officers that when they contact a suspected stolen car, they should do what is called a high risk stop. That involves drawing their weapons and ordering all occupants to exit the car and lie on the ground. But we must allow our officers to have discretion and to deviate from this practice when different scenarios present themselves. Yeah, he, he seems like he's trying to cop out. And I hope that this lady gets a, a, an attorney and sues because you have young kids and, and any officer out there, you know you have young children and there's no way that you should be putting these young kids out and telling them to get out the car with guns drawn on them and, and putting them on the floor. These are kids. And, they, and, and a mistake could have happened. Like it definitely did happen. You had the wrong state. And because of that, these kids would be suffering for the rest of their lives. Every time they see a police officer, they're going to be scared. Every time they see anything to do with cops, they're going to be running and scared. And you can't blame them. And just FYI, in Aurora, that police department is the same one that is under scrutiny after everything that happened with Elijah McClain. If you remember, they put him in a toehold, he lost consciousness, and then they mm -hmm. gave him ketamine to sedate him. This is the same police department. My goodness. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, don't forget, next hour's donkey of the day. You can get on the phone lines right now if you want to give somebody donkey of the day. Charlemagne's having technical difficulties. You know, there was a storm here, a tropical storm that passed through in the New York, New Jersey area. And, I mean, it's it's so effed up. My, I still don't have power at my house. I'm actually at my office right now. Uh, that was I tried to set it up. Wi -Fi. Mm -hmm. I tried to set it up for this morning, too. I was Yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, my power went out. My internet went out. Oh, you, you mean set it up so you, you ain't have to go to work? Yeah, but I guess I'm here. Yeah, you are here. But, yeah, so I'm in my <laughs> office. But, so if you want to give somebody donkey today, you can. 800-585-1051. And up next, Master P will be joining us. We'll kick it with Master P when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. Master P. What's going on, y'all? Good morning. Well, first off, P, man, the first two episodes of that documentary was so good. Mm -hmm. so, so salute to you on that. I, I was wondering, when BET first approached you, were you hesitant to do it because maybe it wouldn't be raw enough? Maybe it needed to be on, on, on another, another outlet so it could be raw? Yeah, you know, uh, we start thinking we think of BET we don't realize that they have a fan base and nobody else was there. And I'm like, well, I've always, if you look at my career, I went to Priority and they was the underdog. They didn't really have the type of content that I had. And I started looking at it. I said, you know, I want to go back to the core audience. This is where I started from. And I feel like we could make so many great projects together now. It shows that people want more raw, real content. And uh, that's what this is about. This is opening up avenues for something else. Uh, was it very difficult to get a lot of the people to do a lot of those interviews? Because I know a lot of times you guys, you parted ways. Well, I've, I've always kept good relationships with people. Sometimes things don't work out. It just don't work out. But everybody around me, I think, was different about this documentary. I let people talk about what they've seen and what they've been through. And I wasn't afraid to, to let them express what, you know, where they, where, where they was at at the time part of the movement, you know, uh, everybody that was around me has been paid, whatever I ever owed them. Sometimes relationships don't work out. And I just think that it's even more people that wanted to be a part of the documentary that just couldn't because, you know, now this done blew up, you're gonna have people hating, you're gonna have people saying this and that. But the, the greatest thing about this was the people that you've seen in this documentary, these are the people that's a part of the journey. Uh, some people was a part of the season. 
whether it was producers, artists, you know, they didn't make big records with me. So people are always going to be unhappy because they feel like, oh, nobody mentioned me or nobody said me. I mean, I couldn't mention every high school teacher I had, every middle school teacher, every friend, every family member, but I think what we was able to capture the moment, uh, the core of what went on with No Limit, and this is going to prepare for the Ice Cream Man King of the South movie that, that'll be coming after this, so. You know, you know I, I thought it was dope that you, um, you know, you had some of the people in there who weren't necessarily happy. I can't remember the brother's name. Yeah. The brother with the cane. He didn't go all the way with you. He was Yo. there early with you. Why, why'd you choose to keep them in there? Well, because I really wanted to make it with King George. That was my friend. Mm -hmm. But once he got with the manager guy, you know, I had to cut off the hood game, dog. I couldn't play that because I'm on my way. It's like, I'm going to make it with you or without you. We all men. That was a tough one, man. But, you know, when you're on the streets, you got to do what you got to do. Any man. So I think, and that's what I wanted people to see. And, and I, I wanted to show people that, that you know what? It didn't start off where I started selling millions of records. I mean, I had no fans at the beginning. I mean, Tupac, uh, JT, the bigger figure, uh, Rappin' Forte, you know, a lot of those guys was way bigger than me. E-40, Too Short, just in the Bay. And, you know, it was a lot of people I did want to talk about, but it's, it was just so much, man. So yep. much. You know what I got from this was inspiration, right? Because I feel like everything that you said you wanted to do, you did. And I know a yeah. lot of times, so many people have great ideas, yeah. but they don't they, really follow through and make they it happen. Don't follow through. I keep telling them no ideas are whack ideas. Remember Charlamagne, you told me, man, your shoes just okay. Look at this now, Charlamagne. <laughs> Look at this. I'm going to sell millions. I'm going to be bigger than Nike. Hold up. I'm going to show you something. Ain't nobody going to out-hustle me. Look, Look at this, Charlamagne. I got okay. your side coming. Okay. Look, sometimes you got to, oh, hold up. Nobody got more product than me. I, got uh, I, have, I have those here, too. <laughs> All right, come on. I, like, who who going to out-hustle me? This 2020. This ain't 1995. I got chips. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going nowhere, y'all, man. Whoever watching this, y'all better realize, y'all thought what I did in 98. Now, I ain't going nowhere. I get better with time, y'all. And that's where the hustle game comes from, the streets. So my thing is to tell anybody, you take that same street mentality and put it into doing something positive, you don't have to look over your back. And, man, I just want to tell y'all that God has blessed me, that I'm here. And, you know, everybody's not going to be happy, Charlamagne. Uh, some of these guys, even that you see on this documentary, some of these guys had a lot of money. Snoop Dogg is a prime example. He took his money, he flipped it, he got in business. I'm proud of him. He went to the University of No Limit, graduated, and he a boss. Some people took their money, went to the strip club, brought cars, brought jewelry, tried to keep up with their neighbors. I've never worried about what Puffy, what Jay-Z had, because life, business go up and down. When you look at African-Americans and, and Latinos, we normally don't own anything. And I'm not saying you need to have, you need to have ownership of everything, but you do need control. If you have the control, then you can control the narrative. Same thing we did with this documentary. When, uh, in episode two, when, when y'all had the meeting with uh, Birdman and Slim and you decided not to do business with them, what made you decide that? Because you could have signed them and you could have had, you know, no yeah. limit cost money all under your umbrella. Yeah, when, when I when I met with them, and I'm going to tell you something, I never take advantage of people when they down. Uh, uh, this dude just had a different glow about him. He, 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 he wanted his own thing. And I think it all worked out the way it's supposed to work out. That's how God worked. He didn't need to be under me. He wouldn't have the legacy he have right now. I mean, in music, I'm not ashamed to say it. They passed me up, Evan. I'm going to show that 
in the, in the next episodes to where, you know, by him doing what he was able to do, he built his own empire. And that's great, man, for a black man. We want to celebrate them. I got in the product. I, I was prepared. So people don't realize and tell people the music business, you're only going to be hot between three to five years. After that, you know, you got some people go on, able to do shows. I'm saying three to five years. So you need to start figuring out what you're going to do. When I was in the business, I was already prepared to sell, move on, create another brand, and start over. And so that's that's thinking business. That's not thinking like, oh, this gonna last forever. I could I could I could rap forever. No, I could make music forever. That's the game. Create another artist. Create go, go find brands and product. If they do that right now, they'll be around forever. Yeah, it looked like from the documentary, it looked like y'all had like a hostile meeting. Like it showed the little sketch where you got up and walked off and. Now, now, so, so let me tell you, it wasn't a hostile meeting. It's just that's New Orleans. Like, if you hear something, you like, man, look, man, okay, you, 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 your own boss. So that's how I look. I think either you gonna listen to what I say, or you gonna do your own thing. And this dude already had his own. You could, you could tell he got his own thing. So I'm like, man, don't make. I'm wasting my time. You gonna do? To, what you did he try to blackball you seriously? Huh? Did he try to blackball you? Since you didn't do a, a Jimmy Iovine for not doing a deal no, with him? I mean, he, you know, he told me I wasn't going to never get a deal, but I told you, I put my trust and faith in God. When you put your trust and faith in God, he'll make your enemies your footstool. They say that in the Bible. And uh, I just walked out there and said, he let me know. A light bulb went off in my head. That's why I tell people education is, is more important than anything. You know, I pray for wisdom. I don't pray for money. And when I walked out there, I'm like, man, I'm worth 20, 40, 30 million dollars. You know, and, and I said, I just got to keep working. Uh, I'm going to just go do this on my own. All right, we got more with Master P. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Even if I morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Master P. Charlemagne? You no, know, we had Snoop on The Breakfast Club, man. And Snoop said, you saved his life. And so it had me thinking, when, when you heard about the f death row project, yeah. what did God tell you in that moment to help, to help Snoop? Well, you know, I mean, I'm about doing what's right, man. And I, I, I told Snoop, you know, whatever you say about Suge Knight, that man did put you on. He put you in the game. And so doing that, that would be a bad move because it's all about integrity. You got to be thankful. And I think a lot of people don't look at it like that. They, they not thankful for the opportunities. If you're not the boss, then whoever the boss is, they giving you opportunity. Now, when you get your own company, and that's what, that's what I was telling y'all, when you get your own company, you can do whatever you want to do. And uh, we don't need to be getting into it with other black men because that's what they want to see us, kill each other up. He didn't need another yes man around. Uh, and I just think that we don't keep it 100 with each other like that. I didn't want to see that man get killed over some music. It made no sense to where, you know, you're disrespecting somebody that actually paid your bills before or put you on. You know, you probably wasn't everything you wanted, but y'all got to realize when I first started, you know, uh, I had gave my CD to the distribution company that I was that I was buying my music from from my store. They never paid me, but that let me know once I got away from them. Look, man, I could I could make money doing this. I have something. When you reached out to Michael Jackson's lawyer, what was that phone call like, and what made you reach out to him of all people? Back in the days, Michael J Jackson was the highest paid entertainer. And he was making 22% of record, and he had Neverland and all this stuff. I'm like, damn, how does dude make all this money making 22%? He's, he's the highest paid, so you know, I start researching. So any artist watching this, 
or entertainers, research your business. But this guy was so big to where he like, man, you ain't got 25K. I'm not going to even sit down, which I got too much going on. I'm doing so much stuff for Michael Jackson. So I had invested myself, which a lot of people wouldn't do that today. So when that man gave me that advice, told me what a distribution deal was, it took my business to a whole nother level. Back, back to Snoop real quick. Why, why did you just let him walk freely once all his albums were done? Because he even said, like, you could have got 10% from him for the rest of his career. Yeah. But that, that ain't being a boss. Real bosses make other millionaires, and, and they create other bosses. Uh, Snoop turned into a real boss. Anybody on my label, think about it. Anybody that was mad, that left, I told their contracts up and said, man, y'all going about your business. If you don't, I just learned, that's just the way I've been for my whole life. Uh, you gotta be able to keep your word. And uh, if somebody don't wanna be around you, I don't wanna be around them. Right. All money and good money. That's the way I live, man. I live by that. And, and I, I learned that from being on the streets. It's like, man, I don't wanna be around somebody that don't wanna be around me. Uh, if, if it ain't love, if we ain't on the same page with me and Snoop, it was love all the way. I wanted to see him be a boss. You got a lot of angry, mad people in this business, y'all, man. And guess what? That means they don't have no money. I started in the music business now I'm about to take over the film industry now because I, I have the right production team and you guys can see that now, but it took time. It didn't happen overnight. You know what's interesting about that? That's kind of the opposite mentality of uh, somebody like a Suge Knight, right? Yeah. And he's addressing this too because when you moved to LA, he didn't think the town was big enough for the both of you and you told yeah. them, well, guess you're gonna have to move. So what kind of interactions did you guys have? I know we've only seen the first two parts of the docuseries, but what was that like? And did y'all ever get to some type of understanding? So people don't realize, and this is what I want to address this too, because, you know, we two black businessmen, so they see we come from the hip hop world. Everybody want to put us against each other and they want to see us kill each other. But my conversation was real calm with him. It wasn't like negative. I just told him how I felt and it was real. I've never wanted to be a tough guy. So I want to get that straight with everybody. I've only stood up when I need to. And, uh, I even did business with Suge after that, and you guys are gonna see. That's how I signed Snoop. I wonder what made Suge feel like he could even call you and say that, though. Why? Because y'all both black? Because y'all both hip hop? Well, think, think about this, though. That's what I tell people. Look at Rodell Drive. They got a thousand stores on that block. They all making money. And that's how I feel about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's not where he need to be at mentally, but I am. So I feel like it's enough money for all of us. You know, I'm praying for my brothers, man. And, and it's like, Suge incarcerated right now. Man, I, you know, I want the best for this brother. I, I mean, God has changed my life and spared my life. Uh, I'm not in that frame of mind. Like, we got to show these kids that, you know, yeah, you come out these tough places. You don't have to be the toughest guy in the world because most of the tough guys are dead or in prison. The, the doc also showed me something that was very rare, and that's a pic of you and Pac. Like, I always wonder why there wasn't a lot of pictures of you and Pac when you was on the road with them all those years. Yeah, you know, you know, to be honest with you, I was always the hustle in the background to, like, and I let those dudes go do their thing. And, uh, I mean, this dude was just an incredible dude, man. Like, we lost him too young. And uh, uh, it, it's, it's just, man, like, everything that's going on now, you know, is like history repeating itself. Uh, a lot of these artists are dying young, man. I, when I look at Tupac, I look at how Nipsey Hussle, you know, that, that was my dude. I feel like this guy should still be here. Like the, the hood took him under. And that's my thing I'm saying. We don't know. We got so many great people that we killing. 
Did J. Cole reach out to you when he decided to, 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 to leap into the NBA and say, hey, I know you've been through it. I know you're a rapper. This is what you did. And what was that conversation like? Yeah, the conversation was, man, uh, J, J, J. Cole is a is a is a definitely a stand-up guy. He called me, man. He, he's searching for advice. He wanted to know. And I told him, I said, man, let me tell you something. The first thing that's gonna happen, I was a hell of a player, but they're gonna hate you. Like they don't wanna see that. So you gotta be prepared for that. If you're not prepared for that and you live in a social media world now, every shot you miss, they're gonna show it on TV, they're gonna talk about it. So whatever happens, you gotta be so ready and so on. Uh, uh, they're going to get you up out of there. You think any NBA player want to see you there, all the hard work they done did, and then, you know, you're 35 years old now. Like, you think these young boys that come from all these different colleges going to want to see you. So you know, you got to know what you're getting yourself into. And and that's that's I just wanted to prepare him, that the hard work is going to get you. I tell my same, my kids that, my kids, Hurst and Mercy, they, they two of the top high school players in the country. But I tell them now, you got to outwork everybody because last year nobody knew who you were. You know, they beat LeBron James' son in the, in the 17,000 uh, seat of game at the Target Center in Minneapolis. And, uh, but now you own the spotlight. So I'm, I'm able to show a little of this in my documentary uh, about, you know, what happened in my basketball world playing in the NBA but I'm working on something with Slam Magazine to where I'm just gonna do something on the whole basketball thing because, man, I, I got almost got it. Well, I got into one fight before in the NBA, but uh, know, I, I ain't gonna say because we friends now, but you know, they make, the rookies, they make the rookies carry your bags when you first come into the league. Right. And I'm like, dude, I got more money than everybody on the team, dog. I'm not carrying <laughs> the bags, I'm a super rookie. So that was my first time ever getting tested in a long time in the NBA. I'm like, this dude really wants something, right? So I asked, I asked Coach, I'm like, Coach, what happened if we get into a, a scuffle? And the Coach was like, whatever happened in the gym, stay in the gym. We end up being best friends after that. Like, we end up being cool. Well, who won the fight in the gym? Charlotte, man, the only thing I can tell you, I ain't lost a fight in a long time. And, and I was in the best of the shape at the time, so. I'm 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 gonna tell y'all in a in a documentary I do with Slam. So if if he wanna talk about it. All right, when we come back, we got more with Master P. Let's get into a Master P mini mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Master P. That was a Master P mini mix. Now, Charlemagne. You know, P, when I hear you name these names, right? Like Mia X was always like my favorite lyricist in No Limit, but man, you had Fiend. Yes. Act. Soldier Slim, yeah. mystical. I gotta wonder how did Cash Money pass No Limit? Cause we, I mean, it's life. That's what I gotta realize is life. Like, so people look at me playing basketball, but I feel like the artists on our label, they stop being hungry because think about it. Now, if I'm not doing it no more, then somebody else gotta step up, Charlotte. Man, that's 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 just life. So they know that I'm stepping down to go into business. I want to do product. I, I created dolls. I created real estate companies. I created clothing companies. Like, I'm getting away from this. It's time for somebody else to shine. Nobody else stepped up but Snoop and Romeo. Everybody else got comfortable. So, you know, I'm running a business, so it shouldn't just be about me. Why I got to be the biggest artist on the label? Mm -hmm. And so these guys stopped being hungry. And, and then Beast by the Pound got greedy at the time to where uh, they wanted more money. I mean, but it didn't add up. It didn't make sense. And so, and that's what my whole thing is. If you want to be your own boss, and I told all those guys, well, go start your own thing. 
would you do a versus battle? Now, so with me, I'm, I'm not into the whole versus thing. Uh, so people never really see me as, as like the greatest rapper. I never been trying to do that. Uh, but I sold a hundred million records. I got a lot of hit records, but I've never been that part of the business. I'm in a product business now, y'all. I'm grown up. If y'all follow me in everything else I did, follow me in this. If you want to be successful, get you some product. And look, I'm going to get these on Charlemagne real soon because in the mobile. I'm making the non-believers believe Charlemagne. I remember when you said, man, P, your shoes okay. I, I appreciate that. You put me back. <laughs> you, you sent me back. You sent me back, Charlemagne, because of you. It's gonna be a multi-billion dollar business. Remember, I like, I like that red one. I like that, that one. that's a good design too. I like the red one you you held up though. Yeah, so look, think about this, right? Let me tell y'all what Manyata stand for. Motivating oneself, not encourage you actively to think independently. There you wow. go. And listen, you know, hey, speaking of product, P, with that slam doc, Mitchell and Ness need to come to his senses and they need to release the Percy Miller Hornets. A Percy Miller rap this jersey. Why why have those never been released? Well, you know, I mean, I guess they're waiting, but you know, I think it's a I think it's a good time. And I think that we'll be able to go back to the NBA and, and make that happen. So you got to get the approval from them. Uh people don't realize that in Charlotte, it was crazy. I had 10,000 people in my line to get autographs and jerseys when I was in Charlotte. I've never seen nothing like that. And, and the NBA has never seen nothing like that. So uh, I just appreciate the fans. And it, it's going to happen soon, Charlotte, man. It's going to happen soon. And, you know, I forgot about Mr. Servon, too, and how much of a role he played in the, the early success in No Limit. Yeah. Well, you know, Mr. Servon has always been law, him crazy, uh, gangster. So, you know, Servon used to play basketball with me. And that's how we end up being being tight. And then you got the real, oh, this is what I want to say too. You know, in the documentary, and I let the Bay Area artists talk too because I love the Bay, man. But think about it. The reason why those guys didn't make it with me, they thought that I already had made money when I signed the deal. So they was upset for no reason. Mm -hmm. You look at the documentary, they was like, yeah, man, P keeping all the money. I signed a deal with Prada, they didn't give me no money. Up front. I signed a distribution deal. So I want to get that straight to everybody. Like, like they showed that it was men. And sometimes when you don't know something, that's why I say education is so important. I did a distribution deal, Charlotte, man. When you do a distribution deal, you don't get no money until you make some money. And so I think a lot of those guys didn't understand it. They think that, oh, you signed a deal, now you got millions of dollars. No, I got no money. So I ended up selling 5% of the company to get 250 from them to go do some more marketing and promotion. People got to realize my success come from when they closed doors on me, I just kept, I go open up a window, I figure something else out and I kept going. And I think that's what you're going to see in this documentary to where I kept going even when nobody believed. Because a lot of those people didn't believe in me. So think about this. If I got killed in the Bay Area and wouldn't have left and went home, I wonder what people will still be talking about me to the day. You never know. I tell you what, though, man, you are an inspiration, man. And, you know, I celebrate you all the time. And you have no idea how much you inspired me when you told that white man, you think you white, you right? Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? So think about this, Charlamagne. How many of us are going to do that? They got artists today that's not going to do They don't even know their power. And so we have to start using our power. And, and, and this is what I say. We got guys right now, 
or go shoot up the hood, kill three, four people, and then when the police come, they drop their gun and lay on the ground. Like, hold up, you just killed three innocent people. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you're gonna lay on the ground? That showed me that you're really not that crazy. And then these artists, they beef and go kill up these little managers and people they got, and but they go to these companies, go look at from Atlanta Records to Universal, it's no artist never went in there and got into it with them. Why are they not beefing with them? It's crazy to me. Like, man, we need to stop killing each other and beefing with each other. Why we can't communicate with each other? Nobody want to pay me for my knowledge. That's why I don't waste my time no more. Everybody want me to do something for free for them. I didn't never ask nobody for nothing for free. I, I pay for everything I want. I, it's not just about me. No limit is a corporation. And so sometimes people got to stop being negative because we all probably could make a lot of money together if we utilize the people that been there before you. That's right. Well, we definitely appreciate you for checking in and sharing that knowledge this morning. And always seeing the rest of that documentary. It was the first two episodes. Amazing. So thank you for checking in. It's on Wednesday to Tuesday, Pete. Wednesday. Wednesday Wednesday at 8 o'clock East Coast time. All right. Well, thank you, Master P, for joining us. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, King. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kevin Hart. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right, so Kevin Hart went on social media to defend his friend Ellen DeGeneres. He said, it's crazy to see my friend go through what she's going through publicly. I've known Ellen for years, and I can honestly say that she's one of the dopest people on the effing planet. She has treated my family and team with love and respect from day one. And he also said, the internet has become a crazy world of negativity. We are falling in love with people's downfall. It's honestly sad. When did we get here? I stand by the ones I know and that I love. Looking forward to future where we are back to loving one another. This hate-ish has to stop. Hopefully it goes out of style soon. Yeah, I respect Kevin yeah. Hart for standing up for his his friend, his homie, and, and somebody when he had his problems that he went on her show. But... You know, you just don't know how people treat people when you're not around. But, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I would stand up for my friend the same way. Yeah, all you can speak on is your own experience. Now, Correct. he did, like you said, he had controversy over past tweets of his that were homophobic. And he went on Ellen DeGeneres' show. She stood by his side. And mm-hmm. she felt that he had grown as a person. And she also, as a member of the LGBTQ community, accepted his apology. People uh, gave her flack for that as well. They felt like she doesn't speak for the whole community. And it was just a... Uh, you know, something for her show. So she got flack for having his back and now he's getting flack for having her back because this was his response to all the hate he got for defending her. I'm a friend. As a friend, if I have a friend in trouble ever, I'm going to do my best to try to be there for that friend. Then I hear people go, what about Nick? That's your friend. Because you didn't see it means that I wasn't there for Nick. Sad times we live in, man. Nick was over my house every goddamn day when he went through his I was the one who called the president of the goddamn studios and reached out to so many to try to see what we can do to solve the situation, find a solution. When did we lose sight of reality? It's a f***ed up time, man. All right. You know, the thing is that there's a lot of people who are coming forward and talking about that workplace environment and also their interactions with Ellen DeGeneres. So, you know, it can both things can be true. She could have treated him and his family great and treated right. other people not so well. 
Right, right. I mean, just like, you know, our workplace, I don't think there's anybody that can say, I'm not going to say I don't think there's nobody that can say I treated them bad. You, on the other hand, you bully me all the time. How are they going to say you, I can say that you treated me bad? No, I say you bully me all the time. You treat me bad. Dramos, is that right? Yeah, he's a big bully. A lot of people don't know that. No, I see. Yeah, no, he, he's a big bully. He said he's no, a big bully. No, you're a big bully. He <laughs> no, said he's a big bully. <laughs> He said, "Ye's a you big know. bully." See, that's the problem, man. With being a, a woman today, if you have to stand up for yourself, oh, all of a sudden you're a bully. See, <laughs> I see you bullying me now. I'm the only woman on the show, the only woman in the room. This is how I get treated for speaking up for myself. See that? I'm getting bullied now. See now, I gotta say sorry. I'm sorry. So now you're getting all right. Anyway, Katy Perry yeah. also came to. That didn't go the way you thought it would. Uh, Katy Perry also came to Ellen DeGeneres' defense and said, I know I can't speak for anyone else's experience besides my own, but I want to acknowledge that I have only ever had positive takeaways from my time with Ellen. And on the Ellen show, I think we all have witnessed the light and continual fight for equality that she has brought to the world through her platform for decades, sending you love and a hug, friend. And speaking of love, Tiffany Haddish has confirmed what I felt like we already knew. She is dating Common. <laughs> now, she recently did an interview with Steve-O on his Wild Ride podcast and said this. I feel more confident in me. Not, And it's not him that's doing it, but it's, it's just like, happier. I guess. Stable. Yeah, way happier. And it's like knowing that I got somebody that cares about me that really has my back. It seems like he does anyways. I, bl- I believe and it. I love it. I love oh, him. Cool. I'm happy she's in love, man. Uh, it's, it's love is a, is a great thing, and I'm happy she's in love. Yeah, they've been quarantined together. And when I went to Dave Chappelle's summer camp, they were there together and very cute with each other the whole time. It seems like they were having a great time. So that's dope. And it's a real thing. It's not like some put it on for the public. You can see right. it behind the scenes when cameras aren't rolling. Absolutely. All right. And speaking of which, the baby has a new song out. And on this song, he actually named drops Danny Lay. Now, I know that there were allegations and rumors and pictures of the two of them together. Uh, they hadn't really confirmed that they were dating. Well, here in this clip, the baby did name drop her specifically. I think the blogs know me, bitch, off, big off, that's my boo. She always staring at me, she be telling me I'm cute. I always keep it on me, she'll tell you I'm a shoot. My house is big and even using half the room. It's hot outside, I actually forgot I had a pool. Football field, I'm going in the field. Basketball court, I'm getting going NBA. R&B freak, I try to flow here every day. Curly head, jiggy bitch, it might be Danny Lay. Ooh, did he just say that? You probably need to play back. That was cute. Are they still dating? Uh, looks like she's not anymore. I don't know. I can't say. Maybe they'll get back together. But that song is called Go, and it's from the deluxe edition of his Blame It On Baby album. So there's 10 new songs that are officially available on that album. That's the only bad thing with this industry. If you're dating somebody and you put them in a song and then all of a sudden it doesn't work out, what do you do in that situation? Do you change the name? Do you take the name out? Or you just leave it and say, F it. Karuchi. Or Karuchi or even YG. <laughs> YG and Kalani did the same. Yeah, it sucks. But, you know, she did post that she was single and Bow Wow had slid into those mentions. She said, I'm the best girlfriend. She said, I'm loyal, loving, motivating, a woman of God, a family girl, a freak, a woman of God. I'm funny. I'm jiggy, hardworking. I ain't boring. She said, bitch, I'm perfect. There you go. And speaking of couples, Dr. Dre's wife is challenging their prenup in their $1 billion divorce battle. She said she was afraid to sign it, and she felt pressured to sign. When she was asked about signing the prenup, Nicole Young stated that, I was extremely reluctant, resistant, and afraid to sign. I felt backed into a corner. Given the extraordinary pressure and intimidation by Andre, I was left with no option but to hire a lawyer, of course, with the help of Andre's team of professionals, and unwillingly sign the agreement very shortly before our marriage. 
She said that two years into the marriage, he acknowledged that he felt ashamed. He had pressured her into signing that premarital agreement, and he tore up multiple copies of the agreement in front of me. Since the day he tore up the agreements, we both understood that there was no premarital agreement and that it was null and void. That's not true, though. You can't just tear up an agreement and say it didn't exist. Yeah, you can't do that. And then this is another thing. How long have they been married? Uh, they've been married for a while. How long have a they long been married? Time. Like yes. 20 something years. So, how do you go back from 20 something years and be like, hey, I felt pressure 20 something years ago? Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. I thought a prenup is something that you do with your lawyers, you sign, and that's it. It's in stone. They got married in 1996, so that's 24 years. But my thing is also this, right? You can't just tear it up and say now it, it doesn't make it doesn't exist. You have to do another agreement to amend that agreement. Correct. And she, I thought so she was an can't. attorney, right? Oh, I don't know. I thought she was an attorney. Okay. But I can say that I'm sure that people do feel pressured into signing prenups, especially when they present it to you. We've seen that happen on multiple occasions. So I don't know what their real situation is, but I would think you would know you got to still do some type of amendment. You can't just say, rip it up. It doesn't exist. Are you going to get a prenup when you get married? Would you? Uh, I don't know. I haven't ever thought about it. Probably. Mm. Okay. I got a lot of stuff. I would have did a prenup, but I would have nothing because Gia had all the money when we got married. I didn't have nothing. Yeah, you ain't have no nothing to, like, protect. No, I didn't have nothing at all. I had a blue, a bright blue minivan. All right. That's all I You'd have been mad if you had to give that up, though, like Chris Rock <laughs> I'd have been pissed off. When you got it, when you got $30 million, yeah, you, someone wants half, it's all good. When you have 30000 <laughs> yeah. and if she wants half... <laughs> It's a different oh story. Goodness. All right, Absolutely. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, don't forget, next hour, Ask Yee is coming up. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, Yee will help you out. But up next is Donkey of the Day. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's your time to nominate a donkey of your own. Remember now, that's is how they choose. Call in now. 800-585-1051. All right, morning, everybody. Charlemagne is out, so we're opening up the phone lines and allowing you to give anybody donkey of the day. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's Sean. What's up, man? Who you want to give donkey to? Man, I want to give donkey of the day to uh, this dude at my job, man. He showed up today and brought a gun with him to work and was showing it to people, and they fired his cool ass. Wow. <laughs> he brought... Uh, how old is he to bring a gun to work and show it to people? Oh, I'm not sure. He's a grown man. I'm sure he's probably late twenties, early thirties, maybe. So he was was he trying to scare somebody? Yep, man. Did he have beef or problems? Was he trying to scare somebody? Why? Oh no, we think he's mentally unstable. Um, you know, he had made comments before about offing certain people and then, you know, showed up with a yeah. pistol. So we had to we had to make sure that got handled. Thank God. All right. My goodness. I, okay. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Crystal from South Florida. Hey, Crystal from South Florida. Who you want to give Donkey of the Day to? Um, I would like to give it to the Breakfast Club. Okay. Because, well, um, at this point, 2020 has been a pretty bad year. And I think mm -hmm. the rhetoric that you guys speak about Joe Biden is dangerous. Because uh, I'll say about Republicans, especially my friend who's one, she didn't like Trump, but she was like, he's a Republican candidate, so I'm going to vote for him. Um, I say that all the time. I say that Republicans ride very hard for their candidates all the time, and yeah. I tell people to make sure they go out and vote 
And I'll let people know who I'm voting for, Joe Biden, so I don't think I spew out rhetoric against Joe Biden ever. No, not not you. It's those other two. The <laughs> other two, you. that's me and Charlamagne. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not just going to... I'm just not going to fall in line and follow. If I see a problem or if I have a question, I'm going to ask. And if I was a Republican, if I had a problem with Trump, I would, I would say it. If I'm a Democrat and I don't like some of the things that Joe Biden says or does, and I'm going to ask him about it. I don't have a problem with that. That doesn't mean I'm not going to vote for him. It just means I question what it is. And if you have a problem with that, I'm sorry. We should always demand things from our politicians. I don't think there's Absolutely. any politician or president yeah. you wouldn't demand things from, but I, I would never tell people not to vote or not to vote for him. Right. I, I, like I said, yeah, I, I am... Ye, but I can definitely say I've never heard Envy or Charlemagne really say anything good about Joe Biden at all. And he's not... There's no other option. So it's kind of like at this point... It's that's just, like saying you know, when I get to the polls... There and y'all interview them... It's like, yeah, no. How do you feel about well, I've, I've never interviewed him, so I, I don't know, and I have a, a you know, lot I'm of questions. When someone comes on here that is speaking about politics, it's how do you feel about Joe Biden? You know, like he's so bad, but I understand he's not perfect. But the way you guys are spewing that, not Angela Yee, but you, particularly, it's just it's dangerous. At this point, there's people who are undecided who are not going to vote because they're going to feel like Trump is horrible too. So I'm just not going to vote. Yeah, okay. no, Trump is Trump is definitely horrible, but if I have questions, I'm going to ask those questions. I'm just not going to walk into the booth and, and click Democrat, 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 Democrat. Uh, I understand that my vote is powerful, and I, and I have questions. And, and if people are, are upset with the questions that I have about a presidential candidate, I'm sorry, but I'm going to ask those questions, period. Yeah, but at this point, it's like, what is your other option? Are you going to vote for Kanye? Like, who else are you going to vote for? <laughs> And listen, I also and I also have said this, and I, I say this repeatedly, that I think it's also important who a person has as, of course, their VP, who else they're putting in positions of power, because it's not all about just the president, it's who's surrounding them. So I think I pay attention to that as well. But I respect your opinion, and thank you for giving us donkey today. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Big Brother from the Gump. What's up, Big Brother from the Gump? Who are you going to give donkey to? I don't know why I'm talking. I want to give donkey of the day to the entire Breakfast Club staff. <laughs> wow, what they yeah, do? Why are we getting donkey all morning? Did y'all solicit this? I've been submitting the song to the Breakfast Club to Angela Yee, DA, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God for months now. It is the Charlemagne the God theme song of the future. And all I right. think y'all should check that out. So you sent the song and we didn't we didn't listen to it, so you mad. So okay, we're gonna let you spit your song right now. Go. Okay. Charlemagne the God, he tell us how people go make it. Black privileges, opportunity, come to who created, no facade. I had to beat the odds. Shout out to the God, Charlemagne. This one right here for you. Shout out to the gang, Charlemagne. I Feel think that's a great love song. <laughs> Talking about me for some respect on my name. DJ Envy, the way I ball with my gang. This one right here for my boy, Charlemagne. That's Bro, cool. I wow. think that's a great that love song. That is perfect for him. That is a wonderful love <laughs> song. I, I'll make sure we get it to him. I think you guys might have something, man. I see Sparks in there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. My and that feels like a song that you should send. It feels like a song you should send to Charlemagne and not us. I yeah, mean, I think that's more of a Charlemagne thing. I don't, yeah. That's it. Everybody, I want everybody to check that out. My nope. email is jootsy3 nope. at gmail.com. And that's Ootsy, mm -hmm. J-E-U-T-S-E-Y. Three at gmail.com. All right. Well, you you have a, a great one, man. And, and we'll make sure y'all like make us that love song. That felt like a long email. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. 
800-585-1051, Donkey of the Day. When we come back, ask ye. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call ye right now. But please, no more love songs. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is Monique. Hey, yep. what's your question for Yee? Good morning. Good morning, Yee. Good morning, DJ NV. Good morning, Charlemagne. Um, the question, okay, I've been with my dude for almost three years now. He's 40, I'm 37. The issue is, I need him to step up more to the plate in the sense of handling, like, our responsibilities. Um, I don't have any children um, yet. He has three in pre from previous relationships. He's a great father, but the problem I'm having is when it comes to our responsibility, how do I... We've had the conversation. I know for sure he wants to marry. Um, well, he, he's, we've talked about it. And he's asked me over and over, and I told him he's not ready. I need reassurance to say if my arms are broken or um, I'm disabled that you will be there. And that's where I'm in the, like, back and forth. And I need him to really step up or else I'm out. What is it that he does do? Let's focus on that. I want to hear what he does do. Um, the bare minimum. Let's mm. say we have a mortgage of 1900 He's the mm -hmm. type that'll... Like, baby, um, you know I have kids in responsibility, which I'm aware. I knew what I was signing up for. But at the same time, down the line, I have to know that you will be there. He does not input his fair share of his responsibilities, and that's the problem I have. See, here's the thing, right? I think that does he have it when it comes to stepping up? Because I know we're talking about finances now. He did once upon a time where he was making six figures, but something happened. He wasn't able to continue in that career path, and he ended up getting something else. But now he's in a more stable job, so it's not as if he cannot do it now. He can, but, mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm not really asking for much. I need to know, like, he's, he's going to be that one, you know? Like, like right now, right. I'm, I'm not sure. It's very stressful for sure. you because especially, you know, you're putting so much into it and you want to make sure that he's matching that minimally. Yeah, I, I we've had the conversation. It leads to um, arguments, but right. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going Maybe to. Maybe you guys, do you know, do you know his finances very well? Like, I have y'all discussed? I'm, yeah, I'm on the account with him because he manages money poorly and he had a gambling problem. So mm -hmm. I ended up, you know, in opening an account with him to make sure that everything is being managed. But I also feel as if like his money, like the, the majority of the check is not going into that account. Right. 
Okay, so, so it sounds like y'all need, maybe you guys, doing. because sometimes people get really emotional when it comes to money, especially with their significant other. And so maybe mm-hmm. what you need is to sit down with a financial planner. And I know they have free services. If you look for Operation Hope, I think that's a great organization and I've done things with them and their services are free and they can actually, uh-huh. I think sometimes it's beneficial to bring in somebody from the outside because like you said, you guys get into arguments and I think sometimes when we deal with things like finances that we can be emotional about with someone close to us, that does tend to happen. So maybe a better idea is to bring in somebody that can go over your finances as a couple and help you guys set the goals for what it is that you're trying to achieve and that could be really okay. helpful. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. So it's called called Operation. Yeah, it's called Operation Hope. So look for that and they can start helping you like immediately. I think especially right now, you know, you have to approach things in a positive way. And that positivity Mm -hmm. is we have goals that we want to achieve as a couple. So how can we make that happen? And I want to make sure that we are set up for our futures and for the futures of our children. And whatever he has going on, too, and financial responsibilities that he has, he needs to make sure that he's set up for that also. And he needs to know that you guys are on the same team. Well, I've I've told him that. Um, I said, you know, I am your partner. I'm your, you know, I'm mm-hmm. aside you. I'm with you, not against you. And I've done, like, vision boards, what we need to complete by this time, this time, this time, to get all this done. And none of, none of them were... I guess, succeeded by him. I've done all of mine, but every year towards the end of the year, like November, December, I do like a vision board for the upcoming mm-hmm. year, what we need to get out of the way. None of them are right. completed. I've done all of mine. So I feel like we are. I love that path. you've done that. I feel you. And maybe there's just financially y'all won't match up, but I do know that our relationships with money can be so fragile and different based on how we were raised. And so maybe he needs to change his relationship with money and that might have to come from an outside person. Right, right. Especially from my cultural background, the the men is the sole provider, but I know we're dealing with modern time and I'm not the type that's going to let a man just literally take all of his money and take care of me. But at the same time, I need to know, like, you mm-hmm. are him. And I don't I need you to be ambitious and I need to feel stable. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you all work right. it out. And I know it's not an easy thing. Good luck, Mama. It's not. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? What up, though? It's Jay Cotton. Cotton, like the hey. of our lives. I call y'all all the time. How y'all doing? Hey, what up, what's up, though? Brother? What up, though? What up, though? So, yeah, I got a question, man. Listen, can you help me, or do you got any advice for helping me get off into the music business? I'm an R&B singer, man. I've been singing for a while, a long time. I've been on TV. I had a reality show on TV One with uh, David Talbert and Blair Underwood. And I just want to get some advice. Maybe you could uh, shoot some, some dope what, what reality show? What reality show was that? It was called Stage Black. Okay. All right, is your music slapping though? Yeah, I'm I'm like cold. I'm really one of the coldest to do it. Jay Cotton, let's hear something. My heart began to see that I need you near and with me at all times. 
care. My feelings are so deep for you that I won't let go. Oh no, of you. How? Envy, you ruined it. What do you huh? think? What you think, Envy? I know you. Huh? Envy got a little. Envy got a. Envy got a little moist. I, I can tell. Oh uh, no, nah, well, I don't want Envy to get moist. I'm not. What? Well, yeah, you want everyone to get moist, Jay? <laughs> no, no, I didn't get moist. Sorry, Jay. Wasn't I'm for me. Looking for some help, man. I just want y'all to, you know, shoot some some producers my way. Like really, that's been my main thing. The producers I've been dealing with, they've been they've been all rap producers. They all do rap beats. But I've never really mm-hmm. been able to find a producer that's, you know, do just strictly R&B or find my, my 40 like Drake found his 40. You know what I mean? You got to find that. Yeah, you need your partner. You need your Batman yeah, and Robin. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, um, I was LeBron in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? When he, he just ain't had a right team. Oh, boy. And he found his team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, you can't say that. Don't hate. You got to. No, no, he is hating. That. Don't do that. This is my dream. This is what I'm Let me hear something else. Let me hear something else. I'm sorry. Let me hear another one. Go ahead. All right. A little more moisture. Here we go. I'm a Capricorn. I came here to get married. Oh, I know it's good when you start speaking Spanish. Every sexually bit of energy after I'm done. You're still telling me you want. I met a Gemini. Who would a sex drive? She wanted it from the front. Left and the right, baby, I will guarantee to give you everything your body's missing, baby. Yeah. I heard Envy go. <gasps> no, I did not. Let's stop it. <laughs> I heard you. Did you oh, like man, it? Listen, and look, and and Envy, I'm a father of six, bro. I got a big family. Been with my wife twenty years, bro. So look, I'm I'm a big family man. I'm you know like I'm a, yep, a chef from Detroit. So, wait, so what's your Instagram right page? Now? Because I believe that there will be a lot of R&B producers listening. What's your Instagram? I'm sure. The Real J Cotton. Cotton like the fabric of our lives. All right. The letter the J? The Real J Cotton. No, just J. Just J. You going to okay. see my black hair pop up, excuse. I'm the darkest. My last name Cotton, but I'm the blackest man in the world. <laughs> Everywhere I go. All right. Okay, so what's your advice like for it. him, Ye? It says here, MF and my black ass love to sing, and I cook a little bit. Hey, <laughs> check out my food. I guarantee you will love it. And my, my, I had a question. Why don't I, see a, I why don't I see a lot of your music on here, though? I see a lot of food. Because I've been pushing the food. Oh, I thought you, you were being serious about that this that music. I do, I do it all. I do it all. I ain't you know what? I'm going to say this, though. Jay Cotton, you need to focus. If this is really what you want to do and really what you want to pursue, you have to go a little harder at it. All I see I is do. food on here. Food looks great, but do. it don't feel to me like you going super hard. People don't just make music a hobby and it happens. No, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. But like I said, my, my problem been finding the right producers. I actually bought a mic. My wife just bought me a mic. I'm about to start doing the beats myself. There you go. Okay. Now, yep. that's a plan. And, you know, you can also yep. find beats online and use people's beats and just pay them for it. They have a lot of beats you could just use online. Yeah, I'm, a def- I'm about to start looking off into it. Like I said, I'm a father, mm-hmm. so I, I'm de- I've been yeah. doing what I got to do to take care of my family. You know what I'm saying? My food is what right. sells right now. The music industry kind of, like, took a left. Like, it's, it don't really seem like it's a lot of music to be, I mean, money to be made in music, but that's still my Ooh, dream. You, like, should the- sing in, you should sing and cook. While you cooking, you should yeah, be I singing. Yeah, I do. 
I do it all. All right, let me go. I'm checking out your page right now, and I hope that people who are listening make sure you go find him, look at his page, and you know, leave your comments. Maybe you're a producer and you want to work with Jay Cotton. You need somebody who can sing to work with you. Man, y'all really don't know. This just made my day, man. Well, good luck, brother. And go hard, okay? You got to go hard or go home. Go hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank y'all, man. Y'all have a great day. Good luck. You, you just too. made his day, Yee. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? I'm not the only one who heard Envy go, <gasps> I did not say no huh. <laughs> yeah, I did I did you. not. Can't even do that. Get out of here. See you bullying <laughs> me. Go ahead. Uh, we are going to talk about Oprah. She was trending this morning. I was trying to figure out why, so then I found the clip that people are talking about, and it has to do with racism and white people. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk 50 Cent. It's this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, 50 Cent is not happy with the Emmys. That's because Power wasn't nominated. He posted a picture of his butt. He said, the Emmys can kiss my black ass in slow motion. And he said, okay, here it is, Emmys, my black ass for your consideration to kiss. F your organization. I only care about NAACP awards. Yeah, I mean, he so, got the right to feel that way. He has a great show on Stars, and the new season of uh, Power Book, what, 2, it starts in September, so, I mean, shout out to 50 Cent. Yeah, I think he should have been nominated And for. he has won at the NAACP Awards for Power, but they've never even been nominated for an, for an Emmy. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Oprah has a new show coming out, and I know you guys are going to be interested in this. It's called The Oprah Conversation, mm-hmm. and she was talking with several guests who admitted that they are racist. So several of the white guests on there, the episode is called uh, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, Part One, and NFL linebacker Emmanuel Acho is on that show as well. And here's what she had to say about white privilege. There are white people who are not as powerful as the system of white people, the caste system that's been put in place, but they still, no matter where they are on the rung or the ladder of success, they still have their whiteness. Now, there was one man on the show, Seth. He said that he must be racist because he's never been actively anti-racist. And he only started realizing that now. I wonder if people will get mad at Oprah for that. For, you know, talking to, I guess, racist oh, people. I get this eye. She's, trend- she's trending. See, okay, so racist, here's the thing. It's not that he's an openly racist person like a white supremacist. But what he's mm-hmm. saying is what makes him racist, he just realizes because he's never been actively anti-racist. He's considers himself to be liberal. He said now he wants to make sure that he's an advocate because it's the white people who are the ones that can actually stop racism. Right, so she, they can say that she's changed his views, right? So that's a good thing, correct? I think it's more of a white people who are not necessarily doing racist things in everyday life, but not also being an advocate. So that's what the problem is. So it's not like these people are like walking around saying white people are better than black people, but they also have not been part of the solution. So it's, so it's more of, of people activating. Gotcha, okay. You know, and then also realizing that if you're a white person, you have privilege and there's just nothing you, it's just is what it is. And so there has been a lot of backlash uh, for Oprah. Uh, one person said, 
Oprah Winfrey trying to profit off of a manufactured racial divide while being a billionaire when so many people are facing eviction is the sort of nonsense cancel culture should attack. But the cancel culture mob have proven to be not so bright. So there, she's trending. And that's why I even saw the story. Oprah was trending. I was like, why is Oprah trending? Because people were actually going in on her for this. You know, and, 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 and I don't understand why people like, you know, Oprah, yeah, she is a billionaire, but she does a lot for our community. Um, but having this conversation, I just wonder if this is a good thing or bad thing. You talk to people that don't know if they're racist or not, and you talk about them using their, uh, I guess, I don't want to say white power, but they're, they're using their privilege. Is that a good thing or bad thing? Is that Does that help the culture or does that hurt the culture? Yeah, you know, it's just all so complicated. Like, no matter what, there's going to... And when you address issues like this, no one is ever going to be all in agreement. Some people will see it from one point of view and other people will, will see it from another point of view. And there's nothing that's right or wrong. Gotcha. I feel like... Like, I see people attacking Oprah and I understand their point of view, but I also see people supporting Oprah for having this conversation. So I understand both. Gotcha. But it's good to have these uncomfortable conversations. And when you do have conversations that are, quote, uncomfortable, as they've called this, then that's what I think the response is. All right, now, Elle DeBarge's sister, Bunny DeBarge, has written an, another book, uh, The Kept Ones, The Fame Years, Volume 2. This is uh, the first one that she did, actually did really well. So now she has a Volume 2. And Elle DeBarge is calling her out and saying it's all lies. And so I'm not sure what's in the book, but he said, I want to make it clear so there is no misunderstanding about this fiction. I want it on the record that my sister, Bunny DeBarge's books are filled with lies, lies, and more lies, and she knows it. Who is Bunny DeBarge? You don't know the DeBarge family? I know Elle DeBarge. Okay. And what's Bunny DeBarge's that, that's, that's, What's the one that everybody said that looks like me? Is that, that Elle DeBarge? You don't look like Elle DeBarge. Maybe you look like James DeBarge. Or is it a, a Bobby DeBarge? <laughs> Yeah, you look like Bobby DeBarge. Is there a Bobby DeBarge? I don't know. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Well, no, maybe bye. you need to read the book, but I love DeBarge. You know, that's a classic group right now. So, mm-hmm. um, and if you listen to like the greatest hits of on DeBarge, then you'll hear some of her songs. I think she sang, um, what was the song? She had one song that was like a big hit that everybody sampled. I think it was called A Dream. Yeah, Bunny DeBarge sang the song A Dream. And I know you know okay. that song. Everybody sampled that. From DeBarge, and oh, that was Bunny that sang that right. song. I got you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, I don't know what's in this book, but that kind of made me want to read it <laughs> to see what's in there. And congratulations to Zanique. She announced that she is pregnant. She was on a new show on Foxhole called The Mix, and guess where T.I. found out on that show? Listen to this. I want to congratulate you on being the grandfather. That's all I oh got to tell you. You are now yeah, a grandfather. Like, okay, okay. Whoa, whoa. It's, you say, right. it's, it's, it's come again? It's me, Pop. It is a girl. Is anybody yeah, bringing my joint? <laughs> my mom has been so excited with me. She's been sending me pictures of babies. She has, she has Pops. You should check our DMs. She's sending me pictures <laughs> of babies every day. I will. All right. Well, congratulations, Grandpa T.I. Congratulations. I wouldn't want to find out on the show. At least tell me beforehand. I don't want to be surprised on the show. But congratulations and congratulations, T.I. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout to Master P for joining us this morning. 
Yes, very inspirational. And we still got, I think, three more parts of this No Limit Chronicles on BET. So it's on tonight. That's right. And shout out to Levi's, who was uh, teaming up with Rock the Vote to help to get as many people as possible registered and ready to vote this fall. Yeah, and you know, we were talking about this during Donkey of the Day, and I am always telling people that you have to make sure you're registered to vote, and you have to vote. And if you're not registered, you can text Levi's to 788-683 to get registered. You can also find out key dates and voting how-tos from Rock the Vote. So make sure you do that. And I always like double, triple check to make sure that I'm registered just in case anything went wrong. I'm always going online. And before I go vote, when before the deadline to register, I'm always making sure that I'm registered. So make sure you do that. Make sure you fill out the census you know they changed the date uh for the deadline for filling out the census so it will be september 30th i believe so you have to make sure that you do all of that in advance but just make sure that your vote counts and make sure that you as a person your district whatever you have going on make sure that you have filled out the census so that you count as a person representing your district all right well when we come back we got the positive notes so don't move it's the breakfast club good morning Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout to everybody. I'm doing I'm doing a webinar this Sunday. You know, usually I do the seminars where we go to different towns and different markets and talk to people about investing, generational wealth, and real estate. But because of COVID, I haven't traveled since I think March. So uh, we're doing these webinars online. If you want more information, click the link in my bio. This uh, this month we're doing uh, we're speaking to contractors. Uh, Oh main man, word it's con. so hard to find a so hard to find a good contractor. Man, main word con. It so is we're gonna be a struggle. Yes, so we're going to talk about contractors, inspectors, and property managers. So we're going to be breaking down a lot of that. Who we use, how we try to find the best contractors, which is difficult. Year tell you how difficult that is finding people to do uh, fix up your house, especially out of town. Mm-hmm. So we'll go through all of that. So just click the link in my bio, and uh, me and C's break it down with a, a lot of different uh, people. On the webinar. Now, you got a positive note, Yi? Yes, and I did this just in honor of I'm today doing this Power of Music Zoom. It's a virtual Just Peace Summit 2020, and it's going to be kids from all over the world in different time zones that will be tuning in. This is all with Nal Rogers. We are Family Foundation. Uh, on the panel will be Keydron Bryant, Nal Rogers, uh, Dean Nice will be on the panel, and I'm moderating. Mm-hmm. And so that's happening today. And, you know, Nal Rogers wrote We Are Family. And so... Just in the spirit of that, I want to say we may not have it all together, but together we have it all because we are family. Breakfast club, bitches. We all finished or y'all done?